episode 23 of Dead Top. Let me just... Oh. Poor Alex fat gin because we're getting drunk tonight, bitches. Getting drunk. I'm already drunk. You ever heard of getting drunk? It's like what the cool kids do. Wait. Nice. Oh. Gnarly, brother. That's what you hear when the gates of heaven open, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the gates of heaven and God says, double vodka coke. And I go, I'm in the right place. <laughs> I go, I'm actually allergic to coke, so I can't have it. Oh, thank yeah. you. So you are. I am. Fun fact. Glug, glug. Glug or squeeners? Mm, I feel like you need more than that. That was a fat <laughs> dosage of gin. I'm going to be off it. You are going to be off it. Should I take a sip? Yeah. Why did we decide this needs to be ASMR? <sighs> oh, that's why, because that was good. Yeah. Welcome to episode 23 of Dead Talk. This is a true crime podcast. Wait, I need to get my notebook. Oh my god, go get your fucking notebook. Lucy, entertain the children. Oh my god. god. (laughs) Listen, if you haven't figured out already, we are drunk as two skunks in the forest. We're, I mean, a good amount of the bottle of gin. Holy sh. Oh my god, what the fuck. Okay, we've drank a lot more than I thought. Hi! Okay, well, welcome to episode 23 of Dead Talk. This is a true crime pod. True. Oh my god. I don't mumble cat. This is a true crime comedy podcast I do with my best friend, Alex Carter. That's me. This podcast is all things cold cases, mystery histories, and Scooby-Dooby-Doo. I'm going to pass out. Okay. So this episode is your episode. That's right, Lucy Webb. It is my episode. Um, I just oh, I had to go get my notebook. I'm doing it old school today. You are doing old school, and I appreciate it. <sighs> I just had to run. Yeah, you did. So, um, wow. Okay. I'm feeling that. Feeling unfit. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I am. I am. Right. Guys, I've got a little tale to tell you all today. Now, I'm getting back to the basics of it with a true crime podcast. Ooh. Like, I'm getting back to the very basics. Back to the roots, baby. Back to the back to the roots, much as Joey Montana would say in his hit song, Picky. Joey Montana. Joey Montana. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, the alcohol's gone mm, right to my head. Uh-huh. Guys, yeah, should I get right in it? I think you should. Okay. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the assault and murder of 19-year-old Wanda McCoy in March 1981. Now, this si- this sounds, from the offset, from what I've just said, obviously a pretty clear story. However, there's a lot more below the surface. Okay. Shall we discuss? Please. Now, all of this happened in her own home and all of the signs initially pointed to her brother-in-law, Roger Coleman, who was taken into questioning and eventually executed for the crime. Wow. So that's a synopsis for you. Okay. That's what happened. Right. Do you follow? I do follow. Good. Shall I take a sip? Clink, clink. Clink. Oh, good clink. Slander. Now... I'm getting right into this. Mm. Okay? Please. We're getting right into the court proceedings of what happened after this murder trial. All right, we're going head like head first. Or during, should I say. Now, the prosecution... Oh, here's a little update for you. I'm drunk as a skunk. Right. So some of this might not make sense. <laughs> and that's just what you signed up for. Hi, I'm, welcome to Dead Talk. I'm drunk as a fat skunk right now. <laughs> because I, I am... On my period, I'm not afraid to say it, and the alcohol has gone straight to my head. How about the fattest skunk that's ever been in the land? <laughs> and it's drunk. my name. Yeah, yeah, and that's your name. And Lucy Webb is a gracious host. A gracious fat skunk of a host as well. Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. 
The prosecution, which was led by Commonwealth attorney Michael McLaughlin. Wait, what is a skunk? Which one's a skunk? Is that the one that makes the stuff out of his butt? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Skunks Wait. are the motherfuckers that spray at their butt. Right, right, right. I'm thinking of raccoons. Raccoons? <laughs> First of all, not real. Second of all, I promise I know what they are when I'm not drunk, but like at right now I'm struggling to understand what a skunk is. Skunks are, and I'm going to say it, actually quite bold and I appreciate them. They spray out their ass. And they've got those little balls on their butt that make the smell, don't they? Do they? And I they, don't know. The little baby skunks are cute and we've also got Pepe Le Pew. He was the Looney Tunes cartoon, remember? Okay. He was the one that like used to love the little, he like fell in love with the cat. Oh. I no. like the skunk in Bambi though. I feel like that's cute. Flower. Flower the skunk. Bambi! That's a, that was Walt Disney's favourite film of his. And it's probably because of the skunk. He said it's because of that damn skunk. <laughs> it's that damn skunk. That's a quote and you can't look that up. No, because he's dead and he also hated Jews. And also I made that up. Okay, continue, please. What's his favourite film though? Hated Jews, love skunks. Listen, that's all alleged. <laughs> I don't want to get sued by Disney. That alleged. was a joke, that was a joke! The alleged part was that he loved skunks. Lucy! <laughs> If you want this podcast to be sued, so be it. But I don't. So that was all alleged. It was a little joke. A sort of a Family Guy-esque skit, if you ask me. Um, so the prosecution, which was led by Commonwealth attorney Michael McLaughlin, used the following reasons to pinpoint Coleman, the brother-in-law, uh-huh. as the killer. Okay. Number one. There was a lack of forced entry, which led police to believe that Wanda knew her killer. Okay, that makes sense. Number two. Coleman had a previous charge of attempted rape. This could be seen as an escalation of his previous crime. Fair. Number three. A hair had been found on Wanda's body which looked similar to Coleman's. I thought you were going to say it was literally identified as this guy's hair. So it was his hair. Um, <laughs> right. You're like, so he did it. Okay. Um, okay, so it was similar to his hair. Correct. This is pretty... Coleman. Is it? Uh, the blood that had been found on Coleman's clothes matched Wanda's blood type. Okay, so, right. There was, like, spots of blood on his jeans, which they searched and it found to be her blood type. And, get this, a prisoner from the jail that Coleman was assigned to claimed that he had confessed his guilt to him. Right. So, thoughts on that? Mm, no, okay. I mean, if you, if I'm in prison, listen, right now, if I'm in prison... Bored of shit. Hey, this bo- guy said this. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> guys, guys, I want attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. guy said this. Yeah, this guy killed Anne Frank, by the way. Like, he did it. <laughs> like, here's the thing. It, much like a kid in school, if you're in prison, fucking hell, don't blame you. Yeah, It's boring absolutely. as shit. Abolish uh, the prison seat. Oh, my God. I would literally be... That shit drives you insane, so... I would be making a seven-part musical <laughs> about, about this guy killed this her. Guy- a seven-part musical about how... Oh, shit. About how Robert Coleman, is that his name? Robert Coleman. Robert Coleman killed Anne Frank. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Coleman. Coleman. He killed Anne Frank. Now we harmonise. Much like Walt Disney. No, not like Walt Disney. <laughs> not like that's a fanfic. Okay, okay, right. Well, that was alleged. That was God, alleged. That was a lot. Let's let's continue. That was alleged, and that was a lot. Okay. Now we're going to talk about the defence's side. 
Okay. Okay. So on the defensive side, they also had a few points which they maintained proved Coleman's innocence. Okay. Are we ready to go through? Yeah, I've got a song about that as well. <laughs> Please, I don't, I, ins- I don't. I don't. Well, you better. Okay. There was a pry mark on the door, as in someone tried to pry it open. Okay. Which seemed to indicate a forced entry into the residence. Perhaps the attacker did not know Wanda. Right. Or well, just straight up doesn't have a key. Exactly. That or wasn't let in. Correct. They were. Right. They were like she was like no senor. No senore. And that's what the defense is trying to say. Um, DNA tests done on the semen, which was found on Wanda's body, made it appear as though there was more than one perpetrator. How do you know that? How the fuck? Do you know what I mean? How the fuck do you figure that out from semen? Different DNA, babes. Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's so easy. <laughs> I, I <laughs> to be honest, just like were, looking at it, they were like, I mean? "That's two different kinds yeah, of yeah, ever yeah. I saw semen before." That's weird. Okay, no, DNA, would, that makes sense. Ha, tell me this. Either you're batshit and insane or you've absolutely, at some point in your pre-teen to mid-teen life, have wanted to be a forensic investigator. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Either yeah, either you're mentally sane mm. or you've wanted to do that as a career at one point. My nana loves me very much and I love her very much. She's mm. like, girl, let's think of a career. And we were like together... What if I was a crime scene, scene photographer? photographer? Yeah. Turns out that shit is a lot of work. Is it? Yeah, I feel like you, I, I'm sure you've got to do like a degree or something. And I was like, bitch, my dumb, dumb brain. She says no. Plus a degree equals no. Improbability, for sure. Me and Alex did a degree together for mm. about, well, I did it for like three months. I did and it for we about six barely, months. We barely fucking, I, okay, fun fact. Me and Alex met doing a course together at Sterling. Correct. And I instantly was like, oh, I fucking hate this. But me and Alex met and we're like, so we're in love. And that's yeah. what that is right now. I would come from home, like when I school. Correct. And you would come from, you were living in halls, like in Sterling. I was. And the second I turned up on a day and you weren't there, I left at lunch. Like I would fucking not, I was like, nah. And this, and when I would show up and Lucy would be inevitably be late to the course, I would message her being like, are you in today? Are you in today? You better be in today. And she'd be like, yeah, I'm on my way. And I'd be like, Oh my god! Yeah. Like the relief that would pour through my body, and that was it. That's all. Well, my did. point is, <laughs> sorry, our asses hated that degree, <laughs> and it True. wasn't happening. I left within like three months because I got into another course I actually wanted to do, and Alex wanted to kill herself in the next few months when I wasn't there. Correct. And our asses did never returned after that. Uh uh-uh. uh Part of the prosecution's claims. By the way, loved that little memory lane. Emotional. That was emotional. We're drunk, and it's. Coming across uh-huh. as though we are. Entirely. <laughs> Part of the cross cross uh-huh. claims was that there was no struggle. However, for the defence, there were cuts, a bruise, and broken fingernails found on Wanda's body. Okay, so I'm drunk and let's you are actually figure out what you've just said. So <laughs> prosecution saying that he is guilty. Yeah, they were saying he was guilty and there was no struggle which proved she was comfortable with Right, whoever so, attacked yeah, her okay yeah yeah so it's a total surprise because it's like oh my god i'm comfortable yeah, with you like she didn't even she couldn't even do anything because she yes. was so shocked and there so there was so there was no struggle from her end that's right but there were cuts and bruises and fingernail broken fingernails so the defense was like well obviously she was fighting her way out of this okay so right. surely she doesn't know the person that did it if she's ah. freaking out so much okay so the so so they contradict each other y- yes so one's saying there wasn't a struggle and one's saying there was yeah exactly okay. like you know, you know how it gets. Scott. Oh no, I listen, I've been many a courtroom. 
Listen, you've watched the People vs. OJ Simpson. I have Ryan Murphy. The... Is that not a good That's fucking a show? That's a great series. Listen, that is one of my... I'm going to say it. My favourite series of all time. It's so, so good. So well done. So... Oh my God. So well casted, bitch. I'm going to say it. Sarah Paulson needs a Nobel Peace Prize for that role. Are you shitting me? No. I nominated her five years in a row. You did, didn't you? Yeah. Well, we'll just see how it turns out this year. But continue on. Thank you. Um, Coleman had produced an alibi... And several witnesses had given affidavits. Mm. So they were like, mm, he's a good guy. By the way, he was arrested for attempted rape, so... Yeah, I mean, he wasn't that great. Like, yeah. let's go back to that. Yeah, what do affidavits mean that if your buddy's coming up and saying, hey, he's alright. Yeah, like... He buys me mm. a pint when I don't have a fiver in my pocket. I don't care. Not as if every rapist's friend has ever said that in their lives. Hey, he's nice to me. Well, sorry, Jimmy. It's because he can't rape you. That's why. It's because he doesn't hate men. He yeah, hates, hates women. women, bitch. He hates women. He hates his mum, so he has to rape women. Did you not know that? And that's on sexual assault, bitch. I need another drink. Good lord. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh and not much gin left. Cool. We, but we've got bubbly, so it's fine. We do have bubbly! Ah! I okay. cannot wait to crack open into that as well. Let's go. I might have an alcohol problem. Now, Coleman, throughout the entire process, stuck to his word of being innocent. Okay. Throughout the entirety of it, um, he said he was innocent. This included requesting an initial appeal in 1983 to the Virginia Supreme Court, which was denied. Okay. This was the first attempt... So he was convicted? Yeah, remember you got the death penalty. Oh god, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I gave all the facts at the start, there was a little summary at the start. Yeah, yeah, so he got the death penalty, and now he's asking for an appeal. And it was like, no. They were like, no, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, this was the first attempt of a few claims filed by Coleman in order to exonerate him of the crime. Oh. So he was like, I did not do this shit. He's, oh. He stuck to it through the entire, entire process. Okay. I did not do this shit. Okay. Um, during his time on death row, he would continue to claim innocence of the crime. This eventually led to international attention on the crime due to anti-death penalty groups highlighting this case as evidence against the punishment itself. Ooh, interesting. That so is a real int- case study of it. Like, they were like, this is why we're doing this. Ah, lucky for him. Which is, I mean, you might say that. Yeah, Like in that sense. All these different kind of groups that are like, <gasps> like almost that relief of we've got this person to... Yeah, for their... We've got a martyr, if For you their motive, it's like, okay, in general, we should get rid of the of capital punishment. But for this guy, it's like, I mean, I'm so glad you're using my case to campaign it. And that's fair, because here's the thing. This is human nature right here. Humans, as a whole, don't really comprehend the full picture until they see it in front of their eyes. You could be told something, 60,000 people died in this country, and you think, God, that's awful. Mm. But until you see what 60,000 people look like. Oh, yeah. And the... I'm sorry to say it, but unless you see the 60,000 dead bodies in front of you and you hear about their lives and you hear about their children and their this and that, humans as a whole, not all of them, but humans as a whole, that's the only time that they'll actually realise the loss of life that is. Oh, 100%. Not to sound like a white girl that went to Krakow once, but... (laughs) Oh. But... I'd love to go. Honestly, so I'm... Any... (laughs) Anyone that is friends with me and has been friends with me since a child knows I was obsessed, obsessed with Anne Frank. Mm. Like, and you know this. I know this. Just like, 
Obsessed. Obsessed. Like, it's something I could honestly get into in an entire episode. Like, as a child, Perhaps I was so obsessed with Anne Frank. And, yep. like, World War II in general, but Anne Frank, right? Yeah. Like, would play games pretending to be her. I don't want to get into it. I wish you wouldn't. No. But in February, yes, in February, I went to Krakow. And finally, it was, like, the top of my bucket list to go to Auschwitz because of, like, my obsession with World War II and whatever. Of course. And it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. As someone who read so much about it... So and, like, the I'm, pictures. Not, I'm not a historian or whatever, right? but I've just been... I've always been obsessed with... Just a personal interest. Just been really interested and fascinated by World War II, the Holocaust, and, like, Anne Frank's diary in, in particular. Of course. When I went to Krakow and when I went to Auschwitz, when I tell you there is no... There is no, nothing that will make you no actually understand exactly. Yeah. No textbook that will make you be like, okay, do you know what? I actually felt, this is an interesting takeaway from it. Yeah, please spill your gin on you. But I felt guilt. I felt literal guilt yeah. of thinking I understood it mm-hmm. until the moment I got there. And like sure. walking through it. So you're exactly right of like, you can't comprehend it unless, and you think you can, but the human experience of like actually witnessing it. I love this conversation. <laughs> no, it's such a tangent. Fuck. It is such a tangent. Let we are so drunk. Come on, <laughs> let's go. Come on, come on, come on. Okay, but I need to clink. Prost. Right, fill her up. Okay, okay. Okay, while well, this is filling. Yeah, up. I'm filling it up. Continue. Okay, so he would continue to claim as his crime. Obviously, as I said, a lot of anti-death penalty groups would use him. I guess you would say a sort of martyr. Yeah. For their cause, which does happen, I get it. Yeah. When you're at a cause, co- when you're with a cause like that, you're gonna have to pick a human being that well exemplifies your point. Correct. That's exactly the word I was looking for. So they would highlight that case and get this: Time Magazine. Oh wow. Also featured Coleman on their May eighteenth, nineteen ninety two cover. So this was a high profile case. Like this was like this is why the death penalty doesn't work. Wow. Like, that. Okay. this is wow. that case. However, none of this helped his case, and he was eventually executed... Thank you for the drink, Lucy. That's okay. And he was eventually executed on May 20th, 1992, by electric chair. Wow. So, there he had the time cover, he had all these groups advocating... That was not the word. Advocating... Advocating for him. For him. Advocating for him, Thank yeah. you very much. Interesting. Imagine being there at that time... And seeing all this in the media, and he eventually gets executed. That's crazy. Is that not insane? Coleman's last words were as follows. An innocent man is going to be murdered tonight. When my innocent innocence is proven, I hope America will realise the injustice of the death penalty as all other civilised countries have. My last words are to the women I love. Or sorry, woman I love. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> the woman I love. The woman. No! All seven of them. The woman I love. Love is eternal. My love for you will last forever. I love you, Sharon. This final declaration of love was to Sharon Paul, who was a college student and became the girlfriend of Coleman after being a pen pal for him in jail. Fun fact, I wanted to be a pen pal to people in prison when I was a teenager. Of course you did. And my mum said... No. And your mum was right. Your mum was right. Listen, sometimes my mum, she says stuff, and when I'm older, I go, Thanks, mum. Yeah, yeah, you were wrong. I was like, let me pen pal Richard Ramirez, the night stalker. And she was like, no. (laughs) She was like, I don't think that's... No. I don't think I can allow that, Alex. No. And now I'm like, 
Good for you, mum. That's the funny thing is you don't really want to be a pen pal with like a petty theft. Do you know what I mean? Not when you're not when you're fifteen. Exactly. That's now I, mean. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now I'll. Like, now I'd actually rather that. Now I'm I just want to do it just because I'm like, fuck, prison sucks. Let me abolish yeah, that shit. But before yeah, yeah. I can, let me write you a little message, babes. But yes, absolutely. That just gives you a little insight into fifteen-year-old Alex's life. After a few years following the execution. There was, of course, a high demand for the DNA evidence to be retested in order to exonerate Coleman, as well as being a huge piece of evidence for anti-death penalty groups. Okay. I mean, that's interesting because, like, also, whether he did it or not, that shit needs to be abolished. Um, without a doubt in my mind. <coughs> Sorry. That sneeze was so violent. That was really good, though. Yeah. But it was lovely done. You did a great job. Thank you so much. Anyway, but yes, in like wh- whether he did it or not, that shit should be abolished anyway. We're pro-fracking. <laughs> we're always pro-fracking. We're always, I mean, bottom line, whether you knew that or not, we're pro-fracking. <laughs> third, we're anti-capital punishment. Right. Do you want to go into that one? Yeah, do it. I mean, here's the thing. Go on. Like, I, well, I mean, to be honest, I'm anti-prison in itself. Okay. So, like, here's the thing. But I'm going to, I'm going to question you this. Do it. So... I am p- I'm playing devil's advocate here because I'm not. Nope. I'm not. Te- I love that. I'm not telling you my opinion on this by by saying this. You're saying an audience member could say this to you, and it's a fair point. Here we go. I think it is very easy, and this is objective of what side I'm on. Fair. It's just pulling each side apart. Yep. It's very easy for us, the liberal, very uh, progressive. Younger generation. I'm I'm it's, 18 and I'm blah blah blah. Exactly. Yeah. It's very easy for our generation, and I'm saying this as in from both sides. Yep. To sit here and be like, fucking abolish the police, fucking abolish the prison okay. system. Listen, I believe in abolish the police, and but I completely believe in defunding the police. You're just doing this as a devil's advocate. But that's it's a good point, and I think if you can't if you can um if you can't rise to the statement, okay, then your point is invalid. I'm ready. So let's talk about it. Why? What the fuck are we going to do if we abolish the prison system? Here's my thing. Go right. for it. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm... Th- this is just me as a human being. I'm not saying this is any part of agenda, as any part of... I've read this on Twitter, so I want to do it. This is my personal feelings. Please. Prison, as we know it, should be abolished. Correct. I think what the punishment is, and a lot of people obviously hate it because their idea of punishment is you have bad things happen to you as well. Right. My idea of punishment is if you look at the Scandinavian model, yes, they're in prison, but they go on daily walks. They are able to play sports. They're able to learn skills. They're able to... The punishment is that they don't have their freedom to do whatever they wish. But that's enough. That's it. That's... When I say abolish the prison state, I mean abolish legalised slavery which is what I'll say it is, I'm sorry, but if you're making prisoners make furniture, make office furniture, blah, 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 make this, make that, that is slavery. And I don't care if they get paid 20 20 cents an hour or whatever it is they get paid. It's still slavery because it's not a living wage. Exactly. When I say abolish that, I mean, I get it. We can't go right to... Nobody's... There's no prison. There's no prison. I get it. I get it. That's not what people are saying. Um, It might be what people are saying. I'm not going to... But that's almost, you know but that's what the what I'm saying is is like I'm almost correlating it to the Black Lives Matter movement in the sense of like I don't think older generations I'm not gonna just categorize it as that because it's not but right. a lot of people but, a lot of people don't understand when people say defund the police abolish like destroy the police system whatever it's the police system as we know it and it's not dramatic because it's literally this we are in a we are in a situation where our system 
is so fucked uh, that the statement is big enough. It's it's dramatic, but it it's it's necessary to say that that system categorically needs abolished. That system categorically needs defunded, and it categorically needs destroyed. And you're right in the same with the prison system because if if what you say about the Scandinavian system yeah is what you're saying is like that's what we need to do. And because by the way, there's no need for white men. Sorry, I'm gonna say it. No, do it. But there's no need for white men prison guards to get a fucking ego boost out of like abusing physically abusing people who are in prison they're serving their time fuck off gary gary just because your wife doesn't pay you attention doesn't mean you need to beat up an unarmed man an unarmed black man who's in there for maybe selling weed once oh he sold marijuana Hmm, he's the worst person alive but 25 years to life and here's the thing i get it i i get the anger of people who commit violent crimes and you want them to be punished for their crimes. I get it. I'm Absolutely. not saying I don't. Absolutely. Because when I hear certain stories, I think that person needs to be jolted up into space. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Like, I don't... I'm not John Cord. Correct. I'm not saying I don't understand the anger behind it, but punishment as a whole does not create results for a society in which people can be rehabilitated. Yeah, exactly. That's what we need to... We need to get over our own issues and figure that one out because the Scandinavian model, rehabilitation is the number one concern and there is a very low percentage of reoffenders. Like you're saying, if he's guilty or if he's not, like, it's not working. No, no, it's no. It's not working exactly. the way it is. And whether he's guilty or not, capital punishment is not not uh, an end game that works in any situation. Number one, it doesn't um, discourage crime. It doesn't. Number two, it's more expensive than if you were just to put them in prison for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Random example that I'm thinking of right now. If someone rapes and kills a 14-year-old, okay? A 14-year-old girl, innocent 14-year-old girl. (laughs) Not that if she, like, stole candy, she deserved to be raped and killed. But I'm saying in the sense of, like, if somebody raped and killed a 14-year-old girl and they were sentenced to death, Yes, I am so there with you in the sense of, like, I want that motherfucker to die as well. <laughs> right, like, I do. I w- and here's the thing. Say, for example, it was my brother or something that someone fucked with. Would I want blood? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You bet your ass I would want blood. Oh, absolutely. Like, but... I, it's such a tricky, tricky thing. It is super But tricky. you have to look, and it's awful, but you have to look at the facts with what works, and it's rehabilitation that works. We can sit and argue, is this justified for people who are guilty? Don't know. Right. But it's not justified enough that innocent people get end up getting killed. Because, you know, let's go back to episode 18, 19. I can't remember because I'm drunk. But George <laughs> Thinney, a great example. It's not worth it enough that a 14-year-old boy... I mean, that's wrong enough because he was 14 and, he, like, wh- whatever capital punishment is, it shouldn't be get, being done on a 14-year-old. And But that yeah. system isn't justified enough. The racist system that we live in, that, that views black people and people of colour as inherently the enemy we cannot continue to punish people underneath that system Yeah, well, that's because it's point. always going to go wrong well that's the point of like my point there is you know linking back to if you haven't listened to it we do an episode on George Stinney which was the youngest person in the US to ever 14 be years old 14 years old yeah. the youngest person in the US to ever be Executed. Who's a black boy? It was a black boy black in child. the very, very early 1900s who was wrongfully um, 
Executed. Wrongfully convicted, and then, obviously, wrongfully executed. For a crime he never committed. For a crime he never committed. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't, because it's very interesting as a case in general. But my point is, if we're looking at the system overall of capital punishment, Correct. let's be real, who's... Who are the people who are who are the people who are losing out in this system? And who it's are young the people black men who are benefiting from it? Exactly. It's, it's like you can sit here and be like, okay, in general, things. in general, there's this cloud of capital punishment, and actually, if you look at it on a really surface level, um, innocent people who are convicted wrong wrongfully, yep, they're the ones that are slipping through the cracks, and that's affecting them. But also, with a with a microscope and looking far more into it, it's young black men, yeah, black men. Black people, people of colour in general, yep. they are so disproportionately getting executed wrongfully. School to prison pipeline. Exactly. It's, it's the modern day slavery. Exactly. It's, I'm sorry about this. But it's... <laughs> I don't give a fuck, bitch! Oh I'm God. sorry. I'm sorry. They ever heard of the 13th Amendment, baby? Like, listen, literally, prison is modern day slavery. Not, listen, not to be that girl that's like, we're not like other girls, but this is me and Adam Strunk. We're like, abolish the 13th Amendment! <laughs> but it's right. The the concept of capital punishment is actually resulting in a disproportional execution yep. of people of colour. Yep. And that that in itself is enough that this needs to be categorically abolished. Clink to that. Clink. To Clink. That. Oh, fucking <laughs> We God. fucking just solved the world. Okay, of course. Shall we get back into it? Jesus Christ. Oh my god! Uh, I, keep in mind, this is this is a white man that I'm speaking about. Yeah, of course. Of so course, like, of course, all of I mean, that was separate. <laughs> it was. It was us being drunk and getting too far. But too far? Not I far just mean, enough. Like, I mean, so far from what we're talking about, but relevant. That's just a side point. Yeah, of course. People obviously sought out the DNA to be retested for this specific. Okay. Now, the testing was done in 2006 and proved the fact that Coleman was in fact. Guilty of the crime! Was he? Yes! The semen tested matched Coleman's and was it was found that there was a 1 in 19 million chance it could belong to a randomly selected individual unrelated to Coleman. Motherfucker. I was on his side. Here's the thing. I was on his campaign and that little shit rode that horse all the way home to the stable. The level of evil and audacity that, that you have to make your last words be you're executing an, an innocent, innocent man and tonight. once you once you get the evidence that i am innocent blah 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 blah, blah, blah. Like, and let me talk about my college girlfriend and girly girly you know you're dying so just admit it like can you he did it bitch. motherfucker i fucking hate that cunt. can you believe that plot twist i hate that cult that cult that coleman i hate that coleman i hate that coleman too he's my least favorite of them all Wow, what a plot twist. He did it. That cunt. I'm I so shook. I'm I need so to be on shook. his side. I knew you'd be shook by that. George Coleman. Well, thank you. Wait, was that his name? Robert. George? You're saying George because George is <laughs> No, I'm saying George because of George Foreman. George Foreman because <laughs> George Coleman. Robert Coleman, thank you for that tale. No. No, I'm saying to you. Oh, right. Not him. Fuck him. Yeah, shake my hand. Well, thank you so much for that story. <laughs> we just went we went, no, but we went off and it was a very interesting conversation about capital punishment. Yeah, Lucy and I are going to get more drunk. We're going to pop over a bottle bubble. <laughs> we are going <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening to that episode. Yeah, because Alex, that was a lot. Thank you so much for that story. Thank that you. Super, I've never heard of that. 
I thought super it was, super interesting. I was like, this has got it all. It's got mystery. It's got intrigue. It's got a plot twist right at the end, and a wider right. and a wider conversation. Exactly. I thought this can lead to something more. Exactly. So please join in in this conversation. We genuinely love to hear. Uh, your input about these episodes love no seriously that's why we do it is to open up conversations of these topics like write the most stupid comment you've ever heard in your life i'll take that to heart exactly and i'll love it exactly please let us know uh on instagram and on facebook we are at dead talk podcast let us know what you thought about the episode yes. what do you think um about capital punishment what's your opinion what's going on yes um on twitter we are alex dead talk podcast we are dead talk podcast it's dead talk podcast without the o Please follow us on all social medias. And if you've been listening to this episode, please share on your social media and tag us because we categorically love to see it. I love it. I love it. Genuinely. Like, like honestly, that warms my heart anybody, to see anyone talk about it. Anybody listening to this, please just share that you're listening to this episode because we love it and it helps us out so much. Um, it helps us be seen by other people. We love making this podcast. We'd love more people to hear it. And Alex has a bracelet on right now that says Dead Talk. So we're committed to the cause. <laughs> like, look, Lucy got me this for my birthday. I, no, girl, I made it. No, first of all, correct. She made a bracelet for me. That's exactly. how much we love each other. Correct yourself. Thank you so much for listening. As always, follow us on our social media. Like yes. I said, I've been Lucy Webb. I've been Alex Carr. Goodbye. Goodbye.